HME News Managing Editor Teresa Flaherty has been at MedTrade Spring this week. How did the HME industry's second largest trade show go? We called her on the show floor to find out. I'm Liz Bollier, and this is HME News in 10 from HME News. Stay with us. This episode of HME News in 10 is sponsored by the HME News Business Summit. Save the date for this must-attend event, September 13th through 15th at the DeSoto in Savannah, Georgia. Visit hmesummit.com for more information and to register. Teresa, are you there? I'm here. Good morning. How are you feeling? Are you exhausted? I'm a little tired. Luckily, Vegas has a good vibe, but uh, like many attendees from the East Coast, I'm going to bed on Vegas time and waking up on East Coast time. (laughs) Totally, totally. So speaking of vibes, what seems to be the uh, general vibe more specifically at the show this year? Uh, I think people are basically positive. They're out looking for new products and opportunities, and that's what brought them to the show. Great. What uh, what about the elephant in the room, competitive bidding? Is uh, anyone talking about that uh, on the show floor? Surprisingly, no. I get the impression that people have submitted their bids if they were going to do so. The payment amounts aren't due out for several more months. And in the meantime, they just want to come to Vegas and have fun and look for new opportunities. You've sort of had two hats at the show. You've been uh, working the show floor, but also going to some of the educational sessions. Uh, What's the most interesting thing you've learned so far from a a session that you've attended? Well, speaking of competitive bidding, I actually found it interesting that AA Home Care plans to do a deeper dive into round 20. 21 bid data if they can. Well, once the CBIC gets bids evaluated, Kim Brummett says the association has a list of data points it would like to request in the name of transparency. Uh, Things like number of contracts offered, number of contracts declined, number of surety bonds issued. They really want to do a deeper dive. Interesting. So speaking of a home care, they always do an update at MedTrade Spring. Was there any new intel in terms of when we might see the payment amounts or where the industry's efforts are to get relief from the competitive bidding program? No new intel on when any further information might be coming out of CMS. AA Home Care continues to make the case with lawmakers that we need some relief from this program, and they've done that through uh, first the impeachment hearings, and now they're letting the coronavirus get in their way. It must be hard to uh, to get the any message through all of that static noise, but uh, I know they're uh, keeping at it, right? Yes, they say uh, they've got some good champions, they feel that we're in a good place, and they're optimistic that uh, we are going to get some relief. So outside of the A Home Care update, I know you've gone to some sessions on social media and the, you know, the use of data analytics by government agencies and even retail. Any good little nuggets of info from those sessions? One of the things I found most fascinating going back to data, we've, we've heard a lot over the past couple of years about how important data is and how we needed to show the value of home care. But um, some of that data is also being used by the federal government, the, the DOJ and CMS, chief among them, to look for patterns, spikes in billing, spikes in new codes, uh, strange providers billing for codes you wouldn't expect them to bill. Uh, and they're, they're really taking a close look at those patterns to see where they might want to target audits. So you went to a a session on retail, and I saw you tweet something from that session, and I thought a provider said something pretty interesting. What did he say? What he said kind of sums up what we've been hearing for a few years, but he put it really succinctly. Do not ask them if they have Medicare. 
They're not in your store because they have Medicare. They're in your store because they have a problem and they want you to help them solve it. So retail seems to be a continuing interest at the show and something people are talking about, it sounds like. It does. I think the booths that are getting the most traffic tend to be more uh, retail items. I was speaking to show director Mark Lind earlier. He said the uh, hottest product continues to be CBD products. And uh, I've spoken to a few of those exhibitors and they would definitely tell you they're seeing a lot of interest. Compression uh, remains a perennial favorite and um, pain management in general, sort of the TENS devices and, and some units like that. Interesting. So we mentioned the elephant in the room, competitive bidding. There must be a, another elephant in the room there, the coronavirus. Has there been a, an impact on the show from that? I, I think you mentioned um, at the show yesterday, there was a local newspaper asking around what seems to be the, um, the sense on that sense is that um, people are just trying to trying to be cautious, uh, you know, literally on a show floor where people are meeting other people. Uh, there's still plenty of people shaking hands or other people doing fist or elbow bumps. The foot traffic is a little light, whether or not that's just because people are exercising caution due to the coronavirus is, you know, is anybody's guess. As far as exhibitors, um, obviously there are several that, um, you know, come to the show every year from foreign countries, uh, including quite a few over in Korea and other, other Asian countries, and they are under a travel ban, so did not make it. Domestically, pretty much everybody seems to have shown up. And you've said there's been good traffic in the mornings and, uh, you know, exhibitors are generally pleased, it sounds like, with the show. Yeah, that's because the decision makers are here. The people that they're talking to are the ones that have the um, the opportunity, the power to, to buy, to order new products, and they are doing that. So what is the response? You know, this is the last MedTrade Spring in Las Vegas. Next year it will be MedTrade West in Phoenix. What seems to be the response at the show to that news, which broke just before the, the show started? Overall, it's a positive. Some people really do feel that, you know, Las Vegas is the place they want to come, but others are like, whether it's in Vegas or whether it's in Phoenix, is important for me to be here, and I'm going to be here. I think overall it's going to be a positive move, and according to show director Mark Lynn this morning, they've already begun booking for the Phoenix show. Want to give any shout-outs to anyone you've seen in the booth or on the show floor in sessions this week? Well, it's always nice to see Lisa Wells. She stops by to say hello. Uh, Bob Ferry also stopped by. He, uh, he says hello. He's one of the people that's uh, looking forward to going to Phoenix. He also asked after Jim Sullivan. That's a blast from the past. <laughs> No, no, Jim. And just, you know, it's always just nice to um, chat with providers, especially ones that I, I've never met or even even heard of. I met a provider yesterday from the uh, the other Portland, Portland, Oregon. So we, we compared notes on, on what the two Portlands are like. Great, Teresa. Well, thank you for representing HME News at MedTrade Spring this week and uh, safe travels tomorrow. Thanks. I'll see you next week in the office. Sounds good. And that's HME News in 10.